0: Welcome to Day 150 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Matt Kresge and Katie Kresge. We come to one of the most wonderful chapters in the book of Romans, chapter 8, describing the reality of new life that we have in Christ, the intercession of both the Holy Spirit and Christ Jesus on our behalf, and the fact that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God if we are in Christ Jesus. Not to mention, you know, the very famous section, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And this particularly refreshing coming after, you know, out of chapter 7, where we acknowledge, you know, the, the struggle that we have in our own ability to live lives that are pleasing, you know, to God. And even though uh, we have been set free from sin and even though we have been redeemed and we have the presence of Of the holy spirit in us we are people who live in two realities we still live in bodies that are subject to death and lives that are being renewed through the holy spirit and so there is a continuing uh, struggle with sin and there's continuing in a suffering in the world around us we're we're not you know quite there yet Mm -hmm. and it's part of the already and not yet uh, already and not yet theology you know of scripture but this is you know this Puts our focus above our inabilities to Christ's abilities, and what a great you know what a great chapter. So before we have, before we dig in, Matt, why don't you lift us up with a word of prayer? Yeah,
1: Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the the great realities of uh, Romans eight, and as we enter into them um, today, would you remind us anew of your grace, uh, of the mercy that we have in Christ, of the grace we have in Him, and Father, um, would you? Would you not just cause it to be words on a page, but would you transform us through it as we read it? We thank you um, that every time we read your word, you're doing a great work in us. And so, Father, thank you um, for this time together. um, Use it to accomplish your purposes in us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. Those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh, to live according to to it, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slave, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ if indeed we share in his suffering, in order that we may also share in his glory. Consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to Sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved, but hope that is seen as no hope at all who hopes for what they already have. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then should we say in response to all these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised alive, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or the sword? As is written, for your sake we face death all day long, we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. From convince that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's not much more that we need to we need to add to that. It is it is a deeply you know, rich you know section, especially coming. You know right after you know chapter seven where we acknowledge the struggle you know of living you know living you know living in these bodies and what a what a fresh start therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ
2: yeah it's freeing it's um so many of us try to pile on um the burden of of our sin, and and there's no need to, to self condemn because we, he has not condemned us because of Christ. I think that's that's been a hard thing for me in my life. Um, I grew up in the church. Um, I I've known who Jesus is my entire well, it was, life. It was sort of a
0: Methodist church, right? <laughs> <It's a> Methodist. <laughs> oh, okay. the problem. Um, Not, not this church in particular.
2: Um, But yeah, I just as a preacher's kid, you know, I I put the pressure on myself in a lot of ways to perform a certain way, and um, and the guilt that I piled onto myself. So reading the beginning of Romans eight, or just the entirety of Romans eight, really, um, it is so freeing. Um, And so I know many of us. Are just relieved by the truth that there really isn't condemnation because we've been set free through Christ.
1: Hmm. You have the to love too. Just you know, we we mentioned this when we were talking about Romans um, five and six, but just that being in Christ, you know, and, and now because he, he's continuing it, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He you know, says, "You've been given life. You've been set free from the law of you know sin and death." And then he he kind of does this contrast, right? For those who Live according to the flesh, they'll die. You know, they're they're hostile. They can't. don't you know, set their minds on, on the things. But then, for those of us who are in the realm of the Spirit, I mean, the the promises and the realities become greater and greater. You know, not only are we in Christ, but then Christ is in us. The Spirit is in us. The same one who raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. I mean, it's it's almost like Paul just can't stop. You know, kind of piling on the good news <laughs> of all that God has done on our behalf in Christ Jesus.
0: No, and, and we talked about this, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, when we were talking about we are either in Adam or in Christ Jesus, and another category, you know, that Paul uses, and they're they're synonymous. Uh, we are either in Adam or, or the flesh, mm-hmm. or we are in Christ Jesus, the Spirit, mm-hmm. or in the realm of the Spirit, and uh, he uses those two different categories, and we have been brought from death to life, or being brought from. Adam to Christ, mm-hmm. from the flesh to life in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's
1: good. And for those of us who are led by the Spirit of God, are made children of God. You know, mm-hmm. and and what again? What a great reality yeah. that we haven't just been brought to life to live however we want to live now, you know, or to live however we think we ought to live, but we've actually been brought into a new reality, into a new family, in which we can cry, "Abba, Father." and and even again, the Spirit testifies with our Spirit that we are God's children. If there's any doubt, the Spirit there constantly reminding us, "Yes, you belong."
0: Yeah, what a wonderful sense of peace you know we we have in Him. We you know we often say that you know what God wants for you is what you'd really want if you're only smart enough to know what you really mm-hmm, wanted, mm-hmm. And, and that is the gift that He has given us in the Spirit. Even though you know He continues to acknowledge. That we live, you know, in a world that is subject to death. We have bodies that are subject to death. We will suffer. We will have difficulty. There will be many challenges. But in all of those challenges, there's not one thing that can separate us, you know, from the love of God that is in, you know, Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, always, of course, you 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 have to love 828, Twenty mm-hmm. eight, and uh, you know where he talks about for knowing his people and predestining us, you know, be conformed to the image of his son. And realizing, you know, what, you know, we be been predestined for, what God's destiny for us is, uh, what God set his affections on us before the foundation of the world for, so that we might be a reflection of his son and according to the image of his son. But then you get to, you know, verse 32. And he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all mm-hmm. things? If that's, you know, that's his opening, yeah. mm-hmm. is to give his son, you know, what are the limits, you know, of his love and his grace for us?
2: Mm-hmm. I just keep thinking that we can we so easily abuse, and we've talked about this um, already, just we could so easily abuse the grace of our Father father, right? He's so deeply gracious to us and we can abuse it if we're not really in a relationship with, I just keep thinking if we're in a true relationship with him, then the grace that he gives us, we, our response to it is, is to live with him, to live in the spirit. And, and when we are tempted by, and we go after those fleshly desires then we're not quite seeing him as he is, as our Father who longs for a relationship right. with us.
0: We're not seeing him as he is, or the richness of his, you know, gifts, you know, to us. Uh, mm-hmm. For those who are truly touched by grace, their desire is to move ever deeper into grace, not away from grace, mm-hmm. and not away from you know, what God is, you know, what God has done.
2: I mm-hmm. mean, go ahead. I was just say,
1: I mean, this chapter really is uh, good news for for the Christian who, you know, maybe is thriving in grace, but then also those who are just struggling in grace, you know, because you, you have, you know, Paul asked the question in verse 31, what then shall we say in response to these things? I, I mean, the, the response is, is it has to be worship. You know, man, you, you read this and you think, I just need to be reminded that I'm set free from sin. Here it is. You know, you, you need to be reminded of, yes, I know God loves me, but I need help. And he says, yeah, you have a spirit, the spirit who dwells in you who not only you know, dwells in you, and empowers you, but is actually interceding for you. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, but what if I, I just need like someone who's on my behalf right now interceding? And he said, "Yeah, Jesus is doing that." As well. <laughs> I mean, good news for for the Christian. Whether you're, you know, it seems like his, you're you're just yeah. No matter thriving, where you find yourself, you're struggling,
0: but it's certainly encouraging, you know, encouragement when you're struggling. Yeah, mm-hmm. and encouragement, you know, when you're defeated, to realize there's no condemnation. Uh, and, and not only that, you have the Holy Spirit interceding for you. You have Christ Jesus, you know, interceding for you. And, and I love that, uh, you know, that the Holy Spirit is interceding for us with groanings that are far too deep, you know, to be expressed with words. Mm-hmm. And uh, He is a praying for us. He is praying for us according to God's will. And I always imagine, you know, when I'm praying, I'm, you know, kind of giving my laundry list of the things mm-hmm. I would like to see happen. And the Holy Spirit is you know, in God's presence, and he's saying, here are the things that I would like to see happen. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I'd be praying, you know, to be removed from suffering. And the Holy Spirit is, is probably interceding on my behalf. <laughs> May he see your glory yeah. in his suffering. Will you sustain him in, in his suffering? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's very rich. Of course, not only are we alienated from God and each other, but uh, there's this rich, you know, kind of sub-theme there, we've been alienated from creation itself. And so things are not the way they should be with us. Things are not the way they should be in our relationship with God. And things are not the way they should be in the world around Mm -hmm. us. You know, God subjected it to frustration, you know, so that as sinful men, we wouldn't put our hope in this world, Mm -hmm. but we would look past and find our hope in Him. And so creation, you know, the Holy Spirit's Mm -hmm. groaning, we're groaning because we haven't yet arrived at you know the final destiny that God has for us, to be everything that He yeah. created us to be and redeemed us to be. But creation is groaning as well, so yeah. we're tired of this. And, and creation. When you guys get your act together, <laughs> yeah. it's not the same thing as yeah. grumbling,
2: though, right? Yeah? It's not the same thing as what? A grumbling, right? Because groaning like, I and grumbling <laughs> are, no, no.
0: Groaning is longing for the, yeah. you know, and He's already yeah. talked Looking about it in chapter five, you know, for the hope that is set before us that yeah. is refined through our suffering. You know of God's you know final revelation of Himself to us and our final transformation into the image of you know Christ, so that we can enjoy Him fully, mm-hmm. yeah. with no restraint whatsoever.
1: We hit the to love too, where He says, you know, creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be <laughs> revealed. It's it's almost like you know Paul's saying even creation knows this is headed somewhere and God has a purpose <laughs> for you. you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and, and yet here we are wondering like, will God ever complete His work in us? And yet all of creation's longing for this mm-hmm. moment. You know, where he, because he did not yep. spare his own son, no doubt.
0: will bring our redemption to conclusion. And you can see kind of the rest of creation pointing an accusing finger at us. <laughs> it's really nice before you guys jumped in here <laughs> and, and got it done. But what a fantastic, uh, what a fantastic section. Mm-hmm. And we've run out of time. So, Katie, could you bring us to a close for a sure prayer?
2: Father, thank you for the truth that you have um, given us here in Romans 8, that Nothing could ever separate us from the love of God. Thank you for loving us that way. And would um, we be changed by it? Would we continue um, to see how you've loved us, how you've shown your love to us? And would we constantly come to you as our our gracious Father, um, knowing that you long to to give us good things? Um, Thank you for the intercession that is happening on our behalf. Um, would we just be faithful and obedient to you, God, not out of obligation, but, but out of relationship. Um, and would you continue to, um, shape us to look more and more like your son that's in Christ. And we pray. Amen.